right into it. Genesis chapter 1. Right from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to start with verse 3. And we're going to just continue on. I got quite a lot of scriptures. I'm going to stay um, with the theme of Elevate and what Pastor has been kind of staying on. And I'm just going to try to stay there a little bit and, and just stay with that theme. I don't want to deter from that, but I kind of want to stay on that vein um, with Elevate. Um, it says this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Let's go straight to verse 10. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 12. We're going to keep going. The land produced vegetation. Plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Verse 16. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. Verse 18. It says this. To govern the day and the night. And to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21. So God created the great creatures of the sea. And every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 25 says this. Last verse. For just a moment, God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place. I promise you I'm going to bring this all together this morning. But I want to preach, elevate your sound. Elevate your sound. That may not make a lot of sense, but I promise you I'm going to try to bring this together this morning so that you may understand it. Elevate your sound. Turn to somebody and say, elevate your sound. Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you for this opportunity to bring forth this word, God, today. It's not me, but it's you, Lord, today, and I just pray that you would give me the strength. Touch these lips of clay, God, that I may bring forth this word today, and it may touch those that need to hear it, God, that they not leave here the same, but, God, they leave here changed, God, in their mind, in their heart. God, and I believe that you can fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can baptize somebody in your name today. I believe that anything can happen when you're in this place, God, and we have already felt your presence in this place so I am convinced God that something is about to happen something is about to change something is about to shift in this place come on if you receive that say in the name of Jesus amen come on put your hands together one more time God is creating 
And because there's nobody there to actually praise him, he begins praising himself. He begins to look at what he has just created and he, he steps back and he just begins to bless everything. He, he, he looks at it and he just says, man, you, you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. Look what you just created. So he creates it and then he blesses it. Say that. He creates it and then he blesses it. I want you to understand this morning that there is a difference between when you were created and when you were made. The word made means to take from one substance and make it into another substance. God made you a body. Tell somebody, God made you a body. He took from one thing and he made it another thing. He took from the dust of the ground and made and formed Adam a body. But your body is not the real you. I'm going to mess some people up today. I know I am. Your body just houses the real you. Your body is a temporary location while you fulfill an assignment on earth. The Bible says that you were created in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. The word Christ means anointing. Tell somebody anointing. The anointed one, the anointing. So I was created in the anointing before God ever laid, said, let there be light. God created, God, so I was created in the anointing before God ever said, let there be light. I could shout just on that alone. The word created means to take from absolutely nothing. So the real you didn't show up when mom and dad got together. The real you wasn't created when conception took place today. The real you was created in the anointing sometime in heaven. Before God ever laid the foundations of the world. And what God did is he took the real you and then formed you a body. And he formed you. Then the real you is living inside of a house. This is not your real house. This is not who you really are. You must understand this morning that you are a citizenship of heaven. Can I tell you today that your citizenship is in heaven? You have become an ambassador to earth. I promise you I'm getting somewhere. Just hold on for just a moment. An ambassador does not represent his own opinions, Brother Jeremiah. An ambassador represents, he's sent from one country to another to represent the opinion of his government. So if you're a citizenship in heaven and you're an ambassador in the earth, you're not here to represent your own likeness or your own opinions. You're here to represent Christ in everything. You're here to represent heaven in everything that you do. Mom and dad made you a house. <laughs> but the Bible says that you were chosen and you were created in Christ from the foundations of the earth. There is very little said about your pre existence, but somehow or another, 
There is proof in the word of God that you existed in the mind of God. And in the mind of God, you were created in Christ Jesus. And to create, I want to reiterate this, means to create from nothing. So God made you out of nothing. And then there was an assignment given to you, Brother Dana, in the earth in which the real you would come into this house. And we would live in this house. And you know what something uh, came from because Whatever, however it was made, when it's done with, it goes back where it was created. I think I've said this before, those old pews that we had. When we got rid of them, we destroyed them. They were made out of wood. Am I right? When we destroyed them and put them in the trash can, them pews went back to where they came from. From wood. When your car's done with, when it's over and it's, it's totally done, it's reached its mileage, when, when, it, when they crush it, it goes back to metal. It goes back to what it came from. When your body dies, it goes back to the dust. Why? Because when it dies, it goes back to what it came from. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Why? Because when you die, you go back to where you came from. Let me say it again. You didn't come from mama and daddy. You came because you were created in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the earth. This is just the house that you live in. I'm going to get a little funny right now. Some of us have a bigger house than others. Some of y'all got a big house. Some of y'all got a three-story house. Some of you got a double-wide trailer. Whatever your house looks like, don't be discouraged because it's just a house. This is just temporary. You have to remember it's just a house. I want us to go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. It says that you have died. Listen to this. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Come on, go to verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hidden in Christ God. It says that you have died, and your life is hidden with God in Christ. Here again, Christ means anointing. I'm getting somewhere, I promise. Christ is not Jesus' last name. I don't want to insult nobody, but I don't want to assume anything either. Christ... It's not Jesus' last name. He is Jesus the anointed. Jesus the anointed one. Now the Bible says my life is hidden in Christ. Everything about my past, my present, and my future is in my anointing. The anointing is the word that is descriptive of the residency of the Holy Ghost. Everything that I will ever be is already in me, Brother Dana. 
So God doing something in my life, it's not coming out of a vent in the building and just coming inside of me. It's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Everything that you will ever do, everything that you will ever be, it's already on the inside of you. Tell somebody next to you and say it's already in you. So I've got to learn how to grab a hold of the potential that is resting on the inside of my anointing and then live up to the potential of my anointing. I promise I'm not trying, I don't preach deep. You don't need scuba gear to, to understand what I'm saying today. But what I've got to do is I've got to learn how to grab a hold of the potential that is resting on the inside of my anointing and then live up to the potential of my anointing. Listen, in the next verse he says, therefore set your mind on things above where Christ is. So in other words, I've got to take my anointing where my whole potential is and then set my mind on things above where my anointing is. It's not a matter if you're anointed or not. If you can think on the level of your anointing. When you can get your mind in the same place with your anointing. Listen to me. What if you're, what if you're anointed to be wealthy but you think like a poor man? What if you're anointed to be a blessing to the community but all you do is sit in your house? What if you're anointed to do something great in this church, but you're sitting on your gift, knowing it's on the inside of you? I'm here to tell somebody, we do not arrive at the place of our anointing. We arrive at the place of our thoughts, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. My thinking defines my is, and if I'm going to show up where my anointing is, I'm going to have to learn to think on the level of my anointing. What are you saying, brother man? I'm saying some of you have gifts inside of you. Some of you have gifts to bless the kingdom of God, but you're just allowing it to sit there. Knowing you have the potential to do something great for the kingdom. So when God wants something, he does not speak to what is. He speaks to what holds the is. Say that. When God wants something, he does not speak to the is. He speaks to what holds it and commands what holds it to cut it loose. So when God wants something, God didn't say, let there be grass. Let there be potatoes. Let there be carrots. Let there be strawberries. He spoke to the ground. And he said, let it loose. When God, he just didn't say, he just didn't say, oh, let there be a, let there be dolphins, let there be whales, let there be bass, let there be whatever it is you like to fish for. He said, he spoke to the sea. He spoke to what held it and he said, cut it loose. 
He didn't say, he didn't say, let there be Pluto, let there be Mars, let there, he spoke to the skies and he said, cut it loose. So let me hear, let me, let me just say one more time. He, he, he spoke to the ground and said, cut loose the potatoes. He, he looked in the ocean and he spoke to the sea and he said, cut it loose, cut loose the dolphins, cut loose the fish, cut loose the fish. He looked at the skies and he said, cut loose the planets and the stars. And I'm here to let you know, uh, Jesus looked at himself and he said, cut it loose, uh, cut it loose. Uh, and that's you and that's you here today. Uh, that's you. You all, oh, y'all not hearing me today. He spoke to what held it and he said, cut it loose. Cut loose that potential. In other words, the potential for every food was already in the earth. So God told the earth to give up what was already in it. He said to turn loose your potential. He didn't call the thing. He called what was holding the thing to turn the thing loose. Because the thing was already inside of it. He said, let the waters bring forth. Because the potential for fish was already in the water. Bible says, let us make man in our own image. And when God made man, I want to say it again, he looked into himself and he said, let it loose. Because you are God's potential today. I said, you are God's potential. Somebody ought to shout it right there and you should have ran without the music because people counted you out. People said you'd never make it. You would never arrive to that thing that I've called you for. You would never arrive to that ministry that you're in right now. People said you'd never get there. You would never do it. But God said, oh, you got to understand, I knew you. You were in my mind before the earth, before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. Some of you ought to shout for second chances. Some of you ought to shout because God looked beyond your failure. God looked beyond your fall and he said I chose you. You have the potential to do great things for the kingdom but you gotta tell God cut it loose. Let it loose in my life. I feel something shifting in the atmosphere. God is speaking to your potential. And your spirit is about to set something loose this morning. Something is about to turn loose. Your next season is about to turn loose. Your next job promotion is about to turn loose. That next business opportunity is about to turn loose. But you got to speak to what holds it and say, turn it loose. That's my job. That's my car. That's my house. That's my child. That's my... Come on, huh? if the enemy's holding your family, if the enemy's holding your job, you better speak to what's trying to hold it and you better say, cut it loose. That's mine. You better cut loose my children. You better cut loose my... But that's not even my point. This is what I want to get to. The first, I'm, I know I'm going to, if I mess it up and you maybe you don't think it's right, just, just follow me to my car today. <laughs> Try not to embarrass me in front of people. 
the first thing that was created, that God created, was not the planet, the stars. The first thing that God created, the first thing that God created was not the heaven, the earth. The first thing that God created was sound. How do you, how do you think that, Brother Matt? Because in the scripture, it says that God said. Before anything was created, sound was created. Everything before anything powerfully happened in the word of God, Brother Evans, something was spoken. Something was released. I told you I was going to bring it together right here. The first thing was not light. The first thing was God said. The first thing God did to the darkness and to the void was he spoke. He made a sound and everything responded to the sound. We're going to get there. Where's Timmy? You better get back on this piano. I've noticed that with every great power, it's accompanied by a great sound. There's no, there's great power right there. Someone's screaming. There's nothing in the earth that has great power that does not also make a great sound. I was raised up in Texas. I've survived a couple tornadoes. But before you actually see a tornado, you hear the sound of a tornado coming. You hear the rumbling in the walls of your home. You feel the rumbling on the ground before you even see a tornado. We live about a block away from a train. Before you actually see the train, you can hear the power of that diesel engine coming through. You can feel the vibration of the ground before anything is actually ever seen before when you go to an airport the reason why those folks are wearing earplugs is because the before the plane you can actually see the plane or you, you hear the plane because with great power you will have great sound there's no significant power in the earth that is not accompanied by a significant sound this is why Revival Church, we have to be careful not to lose our sound. I thought I would get somebody up on their feet on that one. This is why Revival Church, this is why young people, we've, we've got to be careful not to lose your roar. You can't remove sound from power or power from sound. They go hand in hand. And the fact is, if we want powerful church, if we want miracles, signs, and wonders, 
if we want God to move in our family, if we want God to move in our church, if we want God to move in our youth group, do not lose your sound. Somebody ought to start releasing your sound. There it is. There's the shift. Don't lose your praise. Don't lose your worship. Don't lose your dance. And I want to let the enemy know, I know you're trying to take our sound. And the first thing the enemy wants to do is take your sound. The first thing the enemy wants to do is cause you to be quiet. If he could get you depressed enough, if he could get you isolated enough, if he could get you quiet enough, if he could get you mad enough, if he could get you disturbed enough, he will take your sound. But I've come to speak to the enemy. I've come to let the enemy know that let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. If I'm still inhaling and exhaling, I'm not living in the land of the dead, but I'm still alive, and I've got a right to elevate my sound. Somebody ought to start making a sound around your sickness. You ought to start making a sound around your trial. You start making a sound around the miracle that you need. I'm almost done. What the enemy wants you to do is to get frustrated enough to say, I don't feel like shouting today. But can I tell you, there's three levels of praise that I want to talk about. Three levels of praise that I want to talk about. The first praise that's talked about, praise will silence the enemy. When you learn to praise God in the midst of your trial, in the midst of a storm, when you make up in your mind that I'm going to walk into church today, and I'm not going to sit here and be a spectator and wait for my favorite song to play in order for me to dance and shout and run. I'm not talking about revival church. I'm talking about a church I preached at somewhere else. But I'm talking about when I walk into the house of God, I'm not going to come in here complaining. I'm not going to come in here wondering who's going to preach, who's going to sing. But I'm going to come in here desperate for a miracle. You can shout if you want to. You can sit there if you want to. You can complain if you want to. But I made up in my mind I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
Some of us, uh, we haven't shouted in a week. Uh, we haven't shouted since last Sunday. We haven't shouted in a month. Uh, you haven't shouted since COVID happened. I'm giving you 30 seconds, an opportunity to say I made up in my mind. I'm going to elevate my sound. I'm going to elevate my praise. Devil, I'm tired of having my back up against a wall. I'm tired of playing defense. I'm going to play. I'm going to play offense. Second praise. Praise that steals the enemy. What does that mean? It renders him inactive. There's a level of praise that you get to that reaches the heavens that will cause the enemy to stand still. When someone is rendered still or frozen, tag, you're it. They can't move. They're stuck. While you continue to praise, they can't do anything to stop you. They just, the enemy is stuck. The enemy has stood still. But the praise I want to get to is the shout praise. I'm not talking about a library talk praise. Y'all know we don't go to that kind of church. But I'm talking about a shout praise. There's something about a shout that is exhausting. When you shout at your kids. Y'all ain't gonna act pretty today and say, I don't scream at my kids. When you shout at somebody, it's exhausting because you have to lift, you have to elevate your sound. You can't tell little, Ju hey, Junior, Junior. Get over here, Junior. No, and he's causing major craziness over there. You have to raise up your voice so that they can hear you, but not only hear you, but understand the tone that you're speaking in. Now I'm going to get musical on you. There's some notes you have to hit to get the attention of heaven. And that's the shout praise. The word shout means in Hebrew to take the enemy apart. To tear apart peace by peace. Not 
only do I want to praise that keeps the enemy quiet. I just don't want to praise that keeps the enemy still. But I want to praise that completely destroys the enemy. Somebody ought to elevate your sound. You ought to elevate your sound and watch the enemy. Somebody ought to run. Somebody ought to dance. Somebody ought to shout. You haven't shouted, you haven't shouted loud enough. You gotta reach. Bible talks about two angels. Gabriel was the angel. He could sing, he released sound but he couldn't fight. When he needed to fight, he would release a sound that would get the attention of the angel Michael. Can I tell you? You don't have to fight your battle all by yourself. All you've got to do is stand still and know that he's God. Brother, man, I don't know how to sing. It's okay. All you've got to do is stand still and shout, shout, shout until the battle is over. Can I tell you, when you shout, you get the attention of heaven. When you shout, God will fight your battles. When you shout, he will fight every battle that you... Sit down. We're going, we're going to shout, I promise you. Your sound seals your destiny. I don't have to talk to half of you to know where you're going and where you're headed. All I've got to do is listen to your sound. Y'all want me to make an illustration real quick? You could look at a young man. I'm going to use you real quick, Timmy. You could look at a young man walking on a sidewalk in a neighborhood, hands in his pocket, on a screen or wherever you're watching, on the computer, phone, whatever. You could put it on mute, and you can't really grasp on what's really going on in that scene without sound. Play some happy music, bro, like. Now, you can get that sound and me walking by saying, Matt must be going to Chick-fil-A today. Because you know that by my 
my walk, and the accompanying sound, he's going to a happy place. And you already know what's going to happen in the end. Gonna be a 32-ounce soda, two Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Oh, come on, y'all acting like y'all, y'all, no, 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 no. Maybe with a, a cookie on the side. You already know the ending of this story. Now give me like some scary music, bro. You already know the ending of that one. Don't go, bro. She's going to say no. You already know the ending from the sound. The sound seals destiny. That's why when I come to church, change the sound up. The sound. I hear a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting in. Can I tell you, they didn't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost first. The sound came in and then they were filled. Can I tell you, the sound seals the destiny. I've come to let you know that there's a sound coming. I'm going to release a sound. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. That sound seals the deal. Is required you can be as faithful as you want to be you can come to every prayer meeting you can come but if you don't have a prayer if you don't have a sound to be released if you don't have a heart of thanksgiving that's I'm not saying you got to shout 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 all the time but I'm saying there's got to be moments where you lift up your hands and you release something into the atmosphere I'm saying only you know how bad you need God to work a miracle in your life. How bad do you want it? How desperate do you want it? How bad do you need God to work a miracle right now? How bad do you need God to move on your behalf right now? If that's you, you ought to create an atmosphere right where you're sitting. There you go. You ought to create an atmosphere right where you're standing up there. And you begin to say, if you're not going to praise him, I'm going to praise him. If you're not going to shout, I'm going to shout. There it is. Don't you stop praising. Don't you stop worshiping. 
Come on, band. Come on, singers. Don't you wait on me to pump you back up. Only you know how bad you need God to move on your behalf. Only you know how bad you need God to work a miracle. Come on, that's it. Seal it with your praise. Seal it with your sound. Seal it with your worship. Here's what I want. I don't even think I've ever done this every time I preach here at back home. But I feel liberty. If you need God to heal your body, if you need God to do a miracle right now, and you know that this week is dependent on that miracle, that you need God to heal your body, you need God to fix something in your body, you need God to do whatever you want him, whatever you need him to do, I'm telling you right now, the waters are troubled. I'm telling you right now, I feel the spirit, I feel, I feel the atmosphere of healing right now in the name of Jesus. I feel that God can do anything. He can do anything right now. If you need God to heal some diabetes, if you need God to heal you of cancer, if you need God to heal you, I want you to come. That's it. I see you. There you go. There you go. Come on. I believe that God can do it right now. And we're going to hear testimonies by Wednesday. We're going to hear testimonies of God already doing it. Come on. You need God to do a miracle at your job. You need God to do a miracle in your body. There it is, Leo. Come on. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against every, I come against the enemy right now. In the name of Jesus, I bind everything. There you go. Come on, young people. You want revival in your youth group? I want you to come. You want some friends to be safe at your school? I want you to come. At the count of three, listen to me. Listen, at the count of three, when I count to three, here's what I want you to do. I want you to release the miracle that you need, and I want you to begin to praise him. I want you to begin to shout. I want you to begin to dance like you've never shouted, like you've never danced, like you've never praised before. I want you to lose your Listen, continue to pray with him, that's fine. Praise confuses the enemy. Praise interrupts the frequency and the enemy begins to be confused. The Bible says the enemy is scattered. So I don't want 
want you to give him a dignified praise. I want you to give him a crazy praise so that the enemy doesn't understand how are they still here? How are they still worshiping? How are they still praising? Come on, if you need a miracle in your body, lift up your hand right now. Are y'all ready? One. Healing right now from the top of his head to the soul. 